Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern, and today is Monday, March 9th, 2020. Today's poem is by John Clare, an English poet who lived from 1793 to 1864. The poem that I'm going to read is called First Sight of Spring. It goes like this. The hazel blooms in threads of crimson hue peep through the swelling buds, foretelling spring, ere yet a white thorn leaf appears in view, or March finds throstles pleased enough to sing. To the old touchwood tree woodpeckers cling a moment, and their harsh-toned notes renew. In happier mood the stock dove claps his wing, the squirrel sputters up the powdered oak, with tail cocked o'er his head and ears erect, startled to hear the woodman's understroke, and with the courage which his fears collect, he hisses fierce half-malice and half-glee, leaping from branch to branch about the tree, in winter's foliage, moss and lichens decked. I've mentioned before, uh, when sharing a couple of Claire's poems, that uh, he was uh, the son of a, of a farmer, and he was uh, dedicated or committed to, he felt his vocation was to uh, commemorate and, and remember and celebrate that life. And he was upset that the, the natural world in, in his native England was being uh, destroyed um, by the Industrial Revolution. Jonathan Bate, who was his biographer, called him, quote, the greatest laboring class poet that England has ever produced. No one has ever written more powerfully of nature, of a rural childhood, and of the alienated and unstable self, end quote. So in this poem, we get a list of things. We get a list of um, responses. There's a hazel, uh, the hazel blooms peeping through. There's an old, the woodpeckers clinging there's stock dove clapping his wings, and there's a squirrel which is sputtering up the oak, and then uh, jumping in the trees. It's as if he's got a, a camouflage on, <laughs> uh, leaping from branch to branch about the tree in winter's foliage decked, uh, with his tail cocked over his head and his ears erect. There's a sort of defensive posture for the squirrel, like, this is my tree and I'm going to protect it, and don't you bring your axe here to take it down. Oh, I, I love this image as representative of what John Clare was doing in his own work. And these are, you know, essentially a list of a list of natural things. But the great nature poets get at the soul of the, you know, the soul of um what's going on in in the scene that they're they're creating. The great nature poets identify both the the order and the chaos in nature. They identify both the the conflict and the peace. Uh, so on the one hand, the, the coming spring is a good thing, and yet it's a disorienting thing in some ways to, to nature. The, the woodman being there is a, is a threat, even as um, it's the natural order of things. And you can sort of see why in his own time he felt a little bit like he wasn't very modern, like he was a bit old-fashioned in some ways. He was responded to in that way. Not unlike, I, I, I get the sense in reading about him that even people in his own time and shortly thereafter responded to him 
somewhat like people might respond to him now. You know, maybe they would have been used to reading poetry of this kind, but they viewed him as of a different era. He wasn't very, very current, very forward thinking in terms of his form. I mean, here we have a sonnet about nature. Um, and as the Industrial Revolution is sweeping across Europe and changing the way of life, people began to think and look for different things in their literature and in their art. And he became a little bit um, archaic in a sense. Um, and and when I read his poetry, you sort of get this sense that he's uh, trying to cling to something. I mean, he wrote about how he wanted to celebrate the the way of the farm laborers and the working class people, and um, and particularly those that lived out in the countryside. And yet, you get the sense that um, he was kind of unappreciated within those circles. <laughs> in fact, he wrote uh, he wrote once about how people were sometimes afraid to even be around him because they were afraid they were going to they were going to show up in his work or that the things that they said were going to show up in his poetry and how much that how much that bothered him and so there was kind of a that his artistic bent his artistic perspective was not a part of the the life that he lived in the place that he lived in and yet he was working very hard to preserve it and to appreciate it through his work and uh i think you can see that in a poem like this so once more, here is First Sight of Spring, a good poem for early March. The hazel blooms, in threads of crimson hue, peep through the swelling buds, foretelling spring, ere yet a white thorn leaf appears in view, or March finds throstles pleased enough to sing. To the old touchwood tree, woodpeckers cling a moment, and their harsh-toned notes renew. In happier mood, the stock dove claps his wing. The squirrel sputters up the powdered oak, with tail cocked o'er his head, and ears erect, startled to hear of the woodman's understroke. And with the courage which his fears collect, he hisses fierce half malice and half glee, leaping from branch to branch about the tree, in winter's foliage, moss and lichens decked. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.